Come on, is there anybody at church today who's excited to be here? You still doing good? Come on, look at the person sitting next to you. Say, I like your uh, shirt. We'll just keep it safe today. <laughs> we are... We are finishing up a series that we've been in for the last four or five weeks that we call At the Movies. This is something we started last year and picked up again this year, and hopefully it's been a blessing to you. I do want to look into the camera and let those of you that are online know that at this time, we thank you for tuning in. Next week, we'll be back with uh, live streaming for the entire service, but due to copyright laws, we have to let you go at this time, so we will see you next Sunday. And... Uh, I'm excited to be. I'm excited about how we're ending this series because the movie that we're going to be watching uh, a few clips from today is is a really powerful movie. And I would encourage you. I've said almost every single Sunday that Impact Church does not endorse or encourage you to go watch every movie that we have been watching clips from because these have been edited for your viewing pleasure at church. Come on, somebody. But today, I can actually tell you that I would encourage you to go see this movie. Go rent this movie if you haven't seen it yet. Many of you have probably already seen it. And for those of you that maybe this is your first time here or you haven't been here in a while, what we've been doing in this series is looking at really some stories, some movies. Uh, Jesus, went in the Bible, he taught, and he taught in parables, and he would tell stories to help people relate things to their life and, and, and how they needed to apply certain things. And so what we're doing is watching different clips from movies and pulling out some truth and pulling out some life application and things that can help us in our relationship with each other, that can help us in our relationship with God. And so hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Today we're, we're ending this series, and uh, we'll be back to, I guess, our normal, regularly scheduled programming <laughs> next Sunday. Uh, and I kind of hate to see it go, but I'm excited about what God's going to do today. And so as we end this series, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite movies over the past year. And so I encourage you, sit back. Relax, uh, lean into what God wants to do today in your heart, and uh, enjoy clip number one from I Can Only Imagine. you got there? It's a fighter helmet that I made during a big battle in space. You should have worked hard on that, didn't you? What's that? It's just, it's just drunk. Like a dream of art. That's good. Mm. Hey, you're imagining things. I'm going to teach you something, Bart. Dreams don't pay the bills. Nothing good comes from it. All it does is keep you from all this. From knowing what's real. You understand that? Huh? Yes, Daddy. Well, see that's a piece of junk. Why don't you just go throw it away? 
favorite sweet. And I want to be a singer just like her someday. Thank you so much. My parents are here to pick me up. Bye. She run off. She don't want me no more, and she don't want you neither. What did you do? Are you bowing up on me, boy? You hurt her, Daisy! Hey. Hurt her like you hurt me! Hey! Nothing! That's what I did! As you can see at the beginning of this movie, Bart grew up in an incredibly abusive home, and one summer, Bart's mother sent him away to church camp, which is a part of it that we didn't get to watch today, but she sent him away to church camp, and he learned about God, and he entered into a relationship with God, and he made some friends, and really for the first time, he's coming home from camp, and for the first time in a long time, he has hope. For the first time in a long time, his spirits are high. And, of course, he gets home uh, only to discover that, really, he's been abandoned by his mom. And one thing, that, one thing that Bart learned while he was at camp was the discipline of journaling and writing things down about his life. And I believe, um, I would encourage you, if you don't ever write anything down or, uh, or, or maybe you can even get an app on your phone to be able to journal your thoughts or whatever. I, I believe there's power in writing down how you're feeling and writing down even really your prayers, maybe what you're praying about and things like that, but actually writing them down. And he learned that discipline. And, and another thing that he learned was at a young age, he knew he had to lean on his faith in God. When he came back from camp and he walks in and his mom is gone and has left the family and while he was gone to camp, he, he encounters a moment where he truly has to rely on his faith in God. And I don't know about you, but I bet that 
that if we were to go around the room today, we would all say that there have been times, there have been seasons, maybe even some of you are in that place right now where you have been leaning heavily on your faith because things in your life are difficult or they seem to be falling apart. And it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like. And it didn't look like what you thought it was going to look like. And, and you're in a situation right now and you're really having to lean on your faith in God because you don't know where else to turn. You don't know what else to do. And in Psalm, the psalmist in Psalm 46 and verse 1, he wrote this. He said, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And this is encouraging for us because this means that God is, let me break it down into three parts really for you, that God is the place that you can run to. When, when, when you don't know where else to go, God is always a refuge. He's always a safe place that you can run to. God is, is your strength. God can empower you and enable you to do things that you didn't know you could do. God can empower you and enable you to make it through things that you didn't think you could make it through. When he's your strength, the Bible says that, that you know, Paul, he wrote that I've learned the secret to contentment. I've learned the secret to when I have a lot, when I have a little, no matter what my life looks like, I've learned what the secret is. And here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So you can do, you, God will enable you and empower you to make it through things and, and see you through things that maybe you didn't even know you could make it through. And God is always ready to help in times of trouble. Whenever there's trouble in your life, you can know that God is always there, ready and willing to help you when you call out to him. And in this movie, even as a young child, Bart loved music and he quickly discovered that Christian music was an anchor for him in the midst of all the storms in his life. And and as, as we go through the first part of the movie, Bart is trying to win the approval of his father. So his mother has left. He's trying to win the approval of his, of his father. And he goes, you know, pursuing after the one thing that his father thinks is a big deal, which is football. And so he's trying to, he's pursuing a career in football. But when he, when he uh, encounters a devastating injury that takes him out of football, he has to uh, have one extra credit in order to graduate, and so he signs up for the only extracurricular activity that was available for him to sign up because he could no longer play football, and that's where we're going to pick it up here in clip number two. Honey, I think you've got the wrong room. I wish. No offense. None taken. You sing? No. Nope. Act? Not at all. Do you dance? Ma'am, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Please just kick me out of this class. <laughs> I don't turn anyone away. Sugar, what is your name? Uh, Bart Millard. Bart Millard. Yeah. Our new assistant technical director. All right. I don't know what that is. This I can do.
sing why is that so funny i mean maybe i'm good at it the pastor of the church asked me to sing this morning it's got to mean something he asked you to sing for a living that's what i'm saying you're gonna need to find something you're good at that you can actually earn a living at because you're gonna have to support yourself one of these days why do you even know you've never even heard me sing well that's not my fault all i hear out of you is whining and moaning okay I'm singing this morning at church, 10 o'clock on radio AM 1080. Why don't you come watch me sing? I can't do that. Why not? No, I just don't belong there. Why? I just don't. I don't. Don't belong there. Okay. My boy barks. Oh, he's nothing but a big disappointment. I wish you'd never been born. Everything been just fine. All my problems are because of Bart. Hey, hey you put words in my mouth. I'm going to put a fist in your face. Yeah, I'm a little big for that, Dad. Oh, you think yet? Yeah. I think Is those days are over. Yeah. Is that what you I think? do, yeah. Listen, you have to talk to me with respect. I'm the one that puts food on the table. I earned a living around here, and I'm the one who stayed. I don't see your mama anywhere. Yeah, well, nobody blames her for leaving, Dad. I would have left, too. Not hungry, teacher. Not hungry. Sometimes God uses our biggest disappointments to open the door to our next season in life. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this happen in your life where there was something, a disappointing season. And God can use the disappointing season to take you into the next thing that he actually wants you to be in. To the next season of your life. And this was true for Bart. His music teacher, what we didn't see, she, uh, we saw it in the, in the newspaper. But she awarded him, after hearing him sing, she awarded him the lead role in the upcoming musical without him even trying out. <laughs> she just told him, you got the part. You know, I heard you singing, you got the part. And uh, to those looking in from the outside, Bart had it all together. You ever looked, at, you ever you ever paid attention to somebody and it seems like they got it all together? And you think, wow, my life is horrible. They got it all together. 
And on the outside, looking into Bart's life, it looked like he had it all together. He went to church. You're at church today. He had an amazing talent. You got some talent. Some of you are like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you got something God's gifted you to do. He had, in the movie, he had a girlfriend that loved him. It's, it seemed like he had it all together. But here's, here's the kicker. Bart had become an expert at hiding his pain by wearing a mask. So on the outside, looking in, it looked like everything was, everything was great in his life. Well, he's going to church. He's got a, he's got a girlfriend. He's got somebody who loves him. He, you know, he's, he's a good singer. He's getting the lead role. He's doing all of this stuff. But what they don't realize is that he's just become an expert at hiding all of his pain by putting a mask on. So when he gets around people, he doesn't show them any of his pain. He only shows them what he wants them to see. And a lot of times we do the same thing, don't we? I'm all up in your business for just a moment. But we use, we use success. We use money. We use ambition. Some of us use humor as a mask to hide how you really feel. And you try to make people laugh so that they won't know that you're hurting. And you hide behind all the money that you make and the big house that you live in so that nobody knows that you're hurting. We've become experts, and everybody has really their own avenue and way of doing this. There's something that you have that you've adapted to that you wear as a mask to hide and cover up your pain. And it's all just a cover-up. And in the movie, we see he, Bart, he graduates from high school. He leaves home, and he has no plan to return. He graduates, he's out of the house, he has no plan of returning back home. And because he wouldn't open up about what was going on in his life, the pain that was going on inside of him caused him to lash out at the people who loved him the most. And you've probably seen this too. Maybe you've even been the one that's done this. You've got so much hurt and so much pain going on inside of you that you've just covered up and you haven't dealt with. And because you haven't dealt with it, you lash out at the people who actually love you the most in your life because you're hurting and on the outside looking in, it might look like everything's okay. But really on the inside, you're hurting. And Bart connects with some musicians who are hoping to make it big as a band. And uh, here's something that, that we need to know today. And I think we have this on the screen. And I don't know if you want to take a picture of this, write this down. I believe this is a powerful thing. You can do the right thing and pursue the right calling in your life. But if you don't deal with your hurts, you will never fully reach. You will never fully reach the potential of what you were called to be. Ooh, you can be exactly where you feel like you're supposed to be. And you can be pursuing the thing that you know God wants you to pursue. And you could be in the right career. You could be in the right, in the right uh, relationship. You, could, you can have this family. You can pursue all of the right things. But if you never deal with what's going on on the inside of you, you'll never fully reach your potential. You might look like it on the outside. Well, they're doing exactly what it is they're supposed to do. But if you've never dealt with the things that are going on on the inside of you, you'll never fully reach the potential of what God has called you to be. And in a moment in this movie where, where there was a moment uh, Bart was devastated and ready to give up, He's trying to, he's connected with these musicians. They're trying to make it. He's trying to, to use his talent to make a living in this life. And, and he has a moment where he's devastated and he's ready to give up. And then he has a life-altering conversation with his producer. So check this out. Can I come in or you want to sulk a little longer? 
So, you just gonna quit? Is that it? You got a better idea? I'm tired, man. I'm... I got nothing left. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I told you I would be. Sometimes when you're up there, it's like you're singing somebody else's music. It's like a fake imitation. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. Well, this has gone from bad to worse. Thank you. But then there are times when I see something real. I see something authentic. But as soon as it shows up, it's like you're afraid and and then it vanishes just as quick as it came. And that's what makes you a puzzle to me. Let me ask you something, Bart. What are you running from? My dad. He, uh, he... He beat you, didn't he? You ain't got no poker face, kid. And I carry that. I have to live with that, you know? I always will. Then write about it. Stop running from it. Let that pain become your inspiration. And then you'll have something that people can believe in. But to do that, you got to face your fears, son. You almost done. God or something? Well, I've, I've been listening to some preachers on the radio and uh, uh, reading the Bible and whatnot. What part? Uh, all of it. And uh, a couple of times, actually. And uh, it's pretty confusing. It's like Leviticus. What is that? I, I don't get it. What prayer? You said God answered a prayer. What prayer? This is seeing you again. Oh, Dad, I've been busy. <clears throat> yeah. I guess you noticed I've got a few projects going on around here. And I got one out in the garage I was hoping that you'd help me with. Uh, I've been... Uh, rebuilding a jeep of mine and man when i was your age i made some memories in that jeep and i was hoping that maybe we could uh, 
get it running again and Go somewhere. What are you doing? Do what is this? I, I wrote you some letters. Did you get them? Yeah. Threw them away. Did you read them? Nope. Oh. I, I thought that's why you came back last night. I don't know. Oh, I, well... I was just trying to make a memory. That's all. That's kind of hard for me to do, Dad. So all the memories that we have together are bad. Uh, if you want some, get some ketchup. Son, I, I know that I, I did some things that I'm... You did some so things? I got a memory for you, Dad. That night you beat me so badly that I had to sleep on my stomach because I was so bruised. I couldn't move. What was I, 10? 11? Yeah, I remember that. That, uh, that tore me up. I, I cried that all night about what I did to you then. I cried too, Dad. In pain. All night. Why were you? And now you just want to come back in here, make breakfast, pretend like nothing ever happened? It doesn't work that way, Dad. What am I going to do, Bert? I, I just... I want to make things right with... You and me, and um, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do it. I'm trying. I'm reading a lot of books I don't understand, and I just got a lot of questions about myself. I don't have nobody to, to answer them for me. God can forgive everybody else. Why can't he forgive me? God can forgive you. I can't. I can't believe I came back here. Can't you give me a chance? No! You just got to give up on that dream, Dad. Because it keeps you from this. From knowing what's real. I love what the producer said. He said, let the pain become your inspiration and then you'll have something people can believe in. So Bart, he returns home to face his pain and to face his past. And I would say that every one of us in this room have opportunities to carry unforgiveness in our heart. And you might be here today and you might be carrying unforgiveness right now. There was that one thing that you can't forgive. There's that one person that you can't forgive. You you thought that you had forgiven them, but every time it gets brought up, 
the emotion and everything is still there. And in Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, Peter asks a question to Jesus. It says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And Peter thought he was being generous. How often should I forgive a person who maybe does the same thing over and over and over and I forgive them? And how often should I forgive them? Seven, like seven times? They do it seven times. Should I forgive them that many times? And Jesus, he says, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. And the number is not really as significant as the heart behind it, that what Jesus was really saying is, you've always got to forgive. You've always got to forgive. Um, I heard a, uh, a quote one time that said, if you can remember how many times you've forgiven somebody, then you never have. And I think that's, I think that's what Jesus is getting at. You're, you're throwing a number out. Well, you've already done it six times, and if they do it one more time, seven, is seven the limit? And Jesus says there is no limit because he has no limit on you. There's no limit on how many times he's going to forgive you. No limit. And the pain that you have experienced in your life, it can either destroy you or it can propel you. And here's what unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness will rob you of your joy. It will rob you of your present It'll rob you of your future, and it'll rob you of your purpose. And, and sometimes we're so good at hiding it that we can put it off as if it's not robbing us. But you know it's robbing your joy. It's robbing what God has for you in the future. It's robbing you in the moments that you're in now. It's robbing you in your life. Our greatest ministry often comes out of our, great, our seasons of greatest pain. The things that you've been through are a lot of the things that God wants to use for you to touch other people's lives. But it begins by forgiving. It's hard for God to use somebody who's walking around with unforgiveness about a situation in their life. And I'm not making light of your situation. I promise. Because it's real. And forgiveness does not, give, does not say that it was okay. But we have to learn how to forgive. We have to forgive. And so many of us are walking in unforgiveness and we're bound by our past and we need to experience the freedom that God desires to give us. So we see in the movie, during his visit home, Bart discovers, after this clip that we just watched, Bart discovers that his father has terminal cancer. And that he's basically dying and doesn't know how long he has left to live and it's not good. And Bart actually decides to stick around for a little bit. He's going to stick around because his dad's sick and, and he's finally been able to move to a place of forgiveness in his heart. And so there's a lot that we're not getting to watch today. But he, moved, he finally gets to this place where he's able to forgive his dad for all of the things that he did. And he's gotten to that place. He's stuck around and that's where we're going to pick it up here in this last clip.
I love you, boy. Mm.
like it. What are you seeing up there, Buck? Just a stand to your feet today in less than less than 10 minutes Mark wrote what has become the most played Christian song ever and we know it as I can only imagine and it was all written out of this experience in his life but I can't help think what might have happened had he allowed, had he not allowed God to work forgiveness in his heart. He went on, many of us have heard of, if you listen to Christian music, Bart uh, is the lead singer of a band called Mercy Me. He's been around for a while. And this was his story. And I wonder sometimes, when I watch this movie, when I think about this, I wonder what, what might have happened. What might have happened had he not allowed God to work forgiveness in his life? Had he not allowed God to do that? And here's here's what here's what I know and what you know really if we think about it. Is that life is too short and too precious to not repair relationships with the people you love. Life is too short not to forgive.
know that eternity is real and it really matters. Some of us here today are carrying unforgiveness toward other people. Some of us are even mad at God. Maybe there's somebody you wish that you could express forgiveness to somebody who's no longer even alive. You've got regret. You've got bitterness. What I want you to know before we pray is that there's no better time than right now to let it go. There's no better time than right now to extend forgiveness. There's no better time than right now to experience freedom. There's no better time than right now to restore a relationship with your Heavenly Father. There's no better time than right now
that person. And I want you to just, under your breath, in your mind, however you want to do it, but just, just, just extend forgiveness. Just say, I forgive you. Today I'm letting it go. I forgive you. I'm letting it go. I'm not carrying it around anymore. God, right now, Lord, I pray that you would do what only you could do. That you would do what only you could do. Lord, that you would wrap your arms around every person that's here today that is that is saying, today I'm letting it go. Today I'm forgiving. Today I'm being set free.